0: Hello and welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. January 26, Australia Day. It marks the anniversary of the 1788 arrival of the first fleet of British ships at Port Jackson in New South Wales. It marks the raising of the flag of Great Britain at that site by Governor Arthur Phillips. It marks the invasion of Australia and the start of genocide against the original owners of this land. January 26 is a day of mourning and a day of struggle, marked by big, loud, powerful Invasion Day rallies right across the country. In Melbourne, over 100,000 people marched in solidarity with First Nations people. And on today's Accent of Women, I'll bring you some of those voices from that rally. We'll start here with Mandy and the Jira Jira Dancers, the youth and future of First Nations struggles.
1: Uh, Hi everybody, thank you. The view from this angle is absolutely amazing. We've got the Ghetto Bird up there. Um, And the crowd stretches all the way down to Collins Street. And stretches all the way to whatever that street is there and almost all the way this block is full of supporters and deadly people so thank you for showing up. So as traditional custodians we have a responsibility to look after you while you're visiting, living, working on Wurundjeri country and another responsibility is to hand the baton over to our youth. We've got two beautiful young women here, staunch, powerful leaders in their own right that are going to speak on behalf of Wadanjedi youth.
2: Um, Kab Malung Mangil, Nadanik Nanjira, Wadanjeli Wilamik, Wadanjeli Balakut, Mundana, Murup Glada Bidirang, Mundana, Kirpik, Mundanae, Bubup Nakudenik, Ba Lal Ba Gugung Nuglik. Um, so, hi, my name is Nandira. I'm a proud Rundri-Gunai-Kunai-Young woman. I also have connections... <laughs> <So shit. laughs> um, I also have connections, Jar Rung, Yulai Ilum Rung, and Minera go south New South Coast. Um, so, I wasn't going to talk, and then you know how Arnie's go. so now I'm up here. Um, but when I was writing what I was going to say, I was thinking, well, I think it is time that we start to listen to our youth because we are the generation that's either going to wear the burden of this backward society and the way that they work, or we're going to be the the generation that sees the change that our trailblazers fought so hardly for. Uh, January 26th, what is it to me? To me, it not only marks the colonisation of this country, but it marks the ongoing trauma that our people still endure today from the removal of our black babies to our mob being the most incarcerated in the country. To me, January 26th is obviously a day of mourning and hurt, but every year it creates opportunity to become inspired and create change. And it's a reminder to everyone that through this attempted genocide of our people, we're still here, still fighting and resisting the colonial (laughs) minds. How can we rejoice and as we are young and free when our people are among the highest suicide rates in the world. How can we be young and free when my brother boys are statistically proven to be more likely to get locked up over petty crimes than to finish year 12? Shame. (laughs) How can we rejoice when we are living in a country, in the only country in the world that actively celebrates the colonization of its first people as a national holiday? Shame. How can we rejoice when our black women are getting their babies taken off them at higher rates than the stolen generation? Our people make up 3% of this country, yet Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are the most incarcerated people in this country, making up nearly half of the prison population. Within that population, 78% of these mob have experienced imprisonment before being an adult. This is truth and statistical proof that the system isn't necessarily broken, but it's doing exactly what it's made to do. While I was up here, I wanted to also mention and acknowledge Cassius Turvey, um, another young man, black man, that's only two years younger than me, that lost his life due to a failed system and failed society. Cassius was a 15-year-old boy who was beaten while walking home from school in his school uniform with his friends. We as black youth in this country deserve to feel safe on our own land. Cassius is only one of countless racially motivated murders of our people. When will they let us heal our traumas without enduring more pain into our people? We're sick of always having to be strong and resilient. We have had to be strong and resilient for over 236 years of constant rejection from this country. Our people are tired and our people deserve the right to heal our trauma that they sprung upon us. And we are not free. <laughs> and we are not free until we're all free from Palestine to Sudan to Congo and to Aotearoa where their government is actively trying to silence their mother tongue. The fight will continue until we are all free from their colonial ways. And to all other young mob here today, it's our time to carry the cultural obligation of fighting because it's it's time that they hear from us. It's time that they listen to us, and it's time that we break these generational cycles and force change so that our younger nephews, nieces, little cousins don't have to feel the burden of the colony. Thank you.
3: Hi everyone, my name is Kaya Nicholson Ward. I'm a proud Jar Jar Warang and Yule woman. I'm standing here as a traditional custodian of this big country, speaking for my ancestors whose voices were silenced. I want to acknowledge all the mob here today and thank all of the allies standing with us. January 26 is not a day of inclusion and unity. It's the one day of the year that is the most divisive. A date that represents the beginning of genocide, rape, murder, invasion, theft, massacres, and so much more which all have a major impact on the lives of First Nations people today and into the future. Transgenerational trauma is a very real thing that affects many of us today. Australia is the only Commonwealth country without a treaty with its First Peoples and the Victorian Government just removed their support for a treaty in Victoria. It makes me so confused as to why Australia says, lest we forget on Anzac Day but get over it on Invasion Day. Both are a day of mourning, but only one is respected. When will we be treated equal? There has been 558 Aboriginal deaths in custody since the Royal Commission. In 2020, there were around 438 plus, with no police charged with the deaths. The numbers speak for themselves. Stop black deaths in custody. People need to be educated on the thousands of massacres, the loss of language, land, culture, family, tradition, rights, identity and children. It's not taught in schools. There's nothing to celebrate on this day. As First Nations people, we don't blame white Australians for what their ancestors began. We need to acknowledge that they profit off the genocide and destruction of my people. We want all Australians from all backgrounds to learn our culture and language and walk side by side with us, there's nothing to lose but so much to gain. We are the oldest living culture in the world, isn't that something to be proud of and acknowledge not hide and kept swept under the rug? Truth telling and acknowledging the past is the only way we can truly unite and become one and thrive into the future. This country was built up from slavery and stolen wages and our own Prime Minister said that slavery never existed in this country. Governor Lachlan Macquarie in 1816 ordered that all Aborigines from Sydney onwards are to be made prisoners of war and if they resist they are to be shot and their bodies hung from trees, so as to strike terror into the hearts of the surviving natives. How on earth can we celebrate actions such as this? Free Palestine, free Congo, free Ukraine, free Sudan, free Papua New Guinea, and I stand with the people of Aotearoa as their government try to silence their voices. And genocide everywhere. Naam always was and always will be Wurundjeri big. Nungojin, thank you.
1: Oh, one proud auntie and mum right here, listening to the voices of the generations that are truly elders already in their own right because they speak for those people in the future that will be making policies to change things. So these powerful women, give them another cheer. They deserve it. So this song that we're going to sing now represents, it's a metaphor. It's an old tree, an old bial, a red gum tree. And it's seen a lot of harmony, animals, plants, people, the weather, all working in harmony with each other, and it was serene, a serene environment. The land was manicured by fire. It looked like British farms and gardens because they thought, oh, blackfellas aren't uh, intelligent enough to create a landscape like this, but little did they know, we got more knowledge than they ever have. Yeah. So this tree, it grew for hundreds of years. And it grew healthy and strong. Then one day she got cut down, and that represents invasion. But her roots are deep, which is language. Language is the key. People thought they could take our language and take our culture in in turn. They couldn't. We're still speaking our language. Yes. The trunk represents our elders always under pressure and strain in a modern world, everyone's pulling him in all different directions, but we stand on their shoulders. They made it it easier for us to be able to stand here and fight for our mobs because they fought the hard fight. Yeah, And then, yes, cheer the elders, they deserve that too. Then the shoots coming out from the side of that trunk represent these two women that just spoke wherever they are. They represent those next generations of leaders. And the seeds that she dropped over those hundreds of years of life are representing our booboops, our babies. So it's all the generations of our people. And it survived, even though our culture survived, even though it was cut down by invasion. We are still here. We are still strong. We are here. We are all one. (laughs) So feel free to either watch this song at the start and at the end there's a bit of a chant and vibrations, the vibrations of my voice. I was going to say they're very healing because they're my voice. It's my voice, but no, it's the vibrations of voice that we can connect to country. So you can shut your eyes during the first part and the last part if you wish. ba ba da da. ba a jig, come a kama come kama come a jig, until Wibo, 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 Mudderman, 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 ba ba bam ba ba bam ba bam bam close your eyes.
0: and on community radio stations right across Australia, you're listening to Accent of Women. We're gonna continue our coverage of the Invasion Day rally in Melbourne, Victoria, held on the 26th of January this year.
4: My name is Kamara Bell-Wykes and I'm a Yagara, Bachelor, Dalongbara woman from South Queensland. Uh, And I just want to pay my respects to the people, uh, elders, ancestors and country of this place here, Wurundjeri country, always was, always will be, and to all of your ancestors as well. Today I have been asked to speak on behalf of the Warriors of the Aboriginal Resistance and I speak in honour of my mother, Dr Jeannie Bell. Yeah. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to witness the long overdue and painfully anticipated death of the shameful atrocity otherwise known as Australia Day. Before we bid one last farewell to its maggot infested remains and leave it to rot In an out of date and inaccurate version of his story, I ask you to join me in some final woeful reflections on this shit fuckery of a day. In some particular order. Once merely just a twinkle in the eye of Australia's nationalist forefathers who'd long bloodlusted after a day to celebrate their toxic empire, built on prison systems and land theft. Australia Day was sprung forth from the loins of the Labour Party and traumatically born into the House of Representatives, Parliament House, Canberra, 1994. Yet the vile act of adorning Aussie flags as capes and obnoxiously declaring the misdirected paddle cry, Oi, 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 only began during Howard's disastrous reign. Given he was tossed out of Parliament some 17 years ago and is himself, fingers crossed, not long for this world. His vile culture wars and insulting notions of white armband history must also come to an end. Because let's face it, apart from planting a misplaced flag on someone else's lands in the farce of claiming it as private property on behalf of an inbred dynasty halfway across the world, Not much actually happened on the 26th of January, 1788. In actual fact, the poor convicts who managed to survive the journey were left starving in their own filth whilst a bunch of English gentlemen dressed in colonial garb argued on how to best proceed with their ensuing treacherous settlement. Shame. Because far from being a day of pride, the 26th of January is a date that marks the beginning of mass cultural, physical, ecological and spiritual genocide featuring some of the worst crimes against humanity in global history. Shame. And though this has been widely known for some time, whiter Australia have been somewhat hesitant to leave the party given our first official day of mourning was held on the 26th of January, 1938, when legendary activists William Cooper, Jack Patton, Marg Tucker, Bill Ferguson, and many others dressed in their finest suits and dresses led a procession through the streets of Sydney to highlight these horrific injustices. The very same injustices we march against almost a century later. We only have to look to recent events at the Australian government's Catch-22 referendum and the tragic but unsurprising no vote to Aboriginal Australia having an undefined voice in the national constitution to see just how far we have to go. The fact this document was designed to reinforce colonial notions of terra nullius in constitutional passages that still exist to this very day is a discussion for another time. Yet, we hold on to hope. Hope that one day Australia will honour its first people and pay us what we're owed. Hope that one day we will come together as a people, a country, a nation, to honour the true meaning of this day. And as we see national chains such as Woolworths, Aldi, and even Bunnings, with so much unsold union hack merch gathering dust on their shelves, they've elected not to stock it at all. And the annual lamb industry ad starring yet another outdated Aussie icon, who for his sake I'll leave unnamed, have probably created more vegans than proud Aussies in the last decade. And lest we forget Triple J rescheduling their Hottest 100 to a more appropriate day. As more and more city councils are electing not to hold Australia Day events, even the city of Melbourne has quietly cancelled its annual parade because frankly, its pathetically dwindling numbers were unable to compete with the monumental crowds gathering to march for Invasion Day. <clears throat> Perhaps our hope is finally paying off. Welcome. Took yous a while, but welcome. Welcome to the right side of Herstory. Because let's face it, when is it ever appropriate to celebrate the beginning of genocidal colonization? And as I look around at this very un-Australian crowd of tenacious community members, warriors, and allies, It seems the distant dream of this undignified, dead, dying dog of a day is finally being put out of its misery once and for all. And that, my friends and family, truly is something to celebrate. Yeah. We are still here. You couldn't kill us. This is our country. And so it is with sincere and humble pleasure that I declare Fuck Australia Day. <clears throat> ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Let it burn to the ground and rest eternally in unpeace. This is your funeral, not ours. Always was. Always will be Aboriginal land.
0: Oh, make some more noise for Kamara! And that's all we've got time for on today's program. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. Music for Accent of Women was written and produced by George Kungeri. If you want to hear the show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website, that's 3cr.org.au. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hannah and I look forward to your company again next week. I'm going to go out with a song. This is Titus and the song is Anthem.
5: Don't sing me an anthem Cos you don't know the words Words are hard to remember When they mean nothing at all To the hearts who are still waiting For their voice to be heard Don't sing me your anthem When your anthem's absurd We might have been born here But we're not young and free